everything you've got. Taking a break from all your work, showing up a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. And somebody knows your name in the swamp, you swamp heads. Welcome in. It's Monday, October 17th. A little throwback. And I know Toddford's name. What's happening over there on your side of the swamp? Well, this morning when we were going around the track, and I like to listen to my headset, you know, they said that it was norm's birthday 74 and i said well shoot him out man you got to play cheers on that one yep that the cheers when that show was originally on i never saw it because i was always coaching on thursday nights with the freshman or jv or something but when we went to north carolina in 1992 the actually was the show's last year i think uh, they showed that well Kobe and I watched Cheers maybe sometime three times a day when we could because it was at a college town and they showed that thing and I got into it I said boy this show is funny and Kobe's you know seen it been at home and stuff and all. he knew a lot of stuff for it said but but uh, I wish they were showing those things now I mean but all, all sorts of people, the yeah. postman, and of course Norm, and then the little love things going on, and start off, you know, with Shelly Long was the gal, and then uh, uh, Coasty Alley. Yeah, she came in and just picked up the relay baton and kept going. So that's another one of those shows that took themselves off. They didn't feel like maybe they was putting out the good quality. Mm-hmm. Of course, without that, we wouldn't have known Coach and. We wouldn't have known after Coach left him. Woody. Woody. So anyway, good show. Of yep. course, the star. He's he's pretty. He can he can run it. Okay, you know? dancer. Yeah. But anyway, hey, a little rough around that area today. You know, little Cowboys and the Eagles. But Cowboys down twenty to nothing. Backup quarterback, along with other guys, they come back a little bit. Got made it 20 to 17, and then defense just couldn't hold that bunch fourth quarter. You know, one thing about it, uh, you're playing at their place, and they are a hot team right now. Philadelphia's a good team, you know, and I'll take that four too because I've been eating crow. Yeah. And uh, if you told me about six weeks ago, it would be four and two with a backup quarterback who is a very good one. That's hard to be a backup quarterback. And it's hard to be 20 points behind and then come back a little bit. So anyway, we're all going to make it. Offline's going to make it. Going to bounce back this week with uh, Bank. But down at Colleen, Texas, the Colleen, well, it's actually Shoemaker. Shoemaker. Oh, Trey Ford and them. Like they put about 51 on uh, Waco. Not too shabby. Oh, so good for them. Way good to go. for them. Good for them. Yeah. What else you got going over there? Well, you said it's Norm's birthday. I'll do some more birthdays. Norm. 1941, Jim Seals of Seals no. and Croft. Good one. 1958, Alan Jackson. Come on. 
1972, Eminem. Really? He's 50. You mind if I stand up? With the real slim shady, please <laughs> right. stand up. Yeah. Well, you know how you go to the doctor now, and it seems like your doctor is younger than you are at this point? Well, not in Ohio. A 100-year-old Ohio man who holds the Guinness World Record for being the world's oldest practicing doctor said he has no plans to retire anytime soon. There he is. Look at that. Yeah, he uh, he's married to his wife is eighty nine. Well, she's still like those younger women. Yep, and she's still working as a practicing psychoanalyst, and uh, they're not going to retire because they feel uh, retirement is the enemy of longevity. You know what? When you don't get around, move around, go to town, boot, scoot, and boogie. You know things gonna catch up with you. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, and then, uh, still in the medical field, this patient's having a tumor removed. It's a nine-hour surgery, and he plays a saxophone the whole time. Got to be brain surgery then. Yep, it's a brain surgery. And wow. it said, while they're removing this, it, it helped the surgeons to map the different functions of his brain as they operated as he played. So, surgery was a success. Sure hope he's pretty good. <laughs> Nine hours worth. Yeah. Got that right. Yeah. All right. I got one more birthday, though. What you got? Yeah. Famous butthead guy. Oh, Mike Judge. Oh, got yeah. It. Sorry. He's 60. Off space. Yeah, he turned 60, I think. There you Office go. space. King of the Hill. Yeah. Right. Office space with the red stapler. <laughs> oh, it's Pretty good. Oh, it's my stapler. Yeah, funny guy, funny guy. Anybody that's, I mean, genius on one of his characters' name in King of the Hill, Lou Ann Platter. And for you Louie people, you know what Lou yeah. Ann Platter? Meeting two sides. <laughs> and then they go to Lulies. It's not Lulies. They live in Arlen, not Garland. That's awesome. It's great. But they are the Dallas Cowboys. You ain't changing that. Yeah. Hey, genius, man. I was telling yeah. you. Yeah. And of course, they said, they said, but oh, you know, like baby, some butthead. Anybody you gonna wear an ACDC shirt, man? You're all right. All right, I'll be quiet. That's all right. Yeah, we scout reports, you know. Yeah. Well, the scout report was sitting in the drive-thru at Whataburger yesterday because Toddford wanted a chili cheeseburger without the cheese. That's right. We just knew that was going to get messed up, but it didn't. No. But it didn't. I waited for the big reveal when we got to the house. There was yeah. no chili on it either, but... uh <laughs> nah, it was. A little bit. A little, a little bit. Yeah, a little stingy, but that's all right. So we were sitting there thinking of these sayings people use when you ask a question like, Hey, uh, y'all going to that game tonight? Well, that's for me to know and you to find out. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Hey, y'all, uh, y'all about to hit the store? Wouldn't you like to know? Well, yes. Yes, I would because I just asked. And then the old, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah, that's a scary yeah, Well, okay, I don't really need to know. But how would you kill me? I used, wondering. I used to talk to him in class. Uh, when, I, when I graduated from college, yes, I know. 
<laughs> just somebody who said, are you kidding me? But the speaker, who was a professor from the University of Texas, I was at North Texas, me and Dr. Phil. Uh, but anyway, that's another story. We, uh, she did, a, one thing I remember about her talk was the word, you know. She said, if we could just get, you know, out of the English language. So I think about that. And so when I talk to the kids I had in class, I'd say, well, you know, if you know, you don't really have to tell you, you know, if you know, if you don't want to mean, you know. So if you already know that, why do I need to tell you, you know, you know, <laughs> it can go on. It never yes. ends. Yes. All right. That's why, you know, in the interviews, those ball players, when they ask them a question, like, well, you know, man, I just, uh, and they're talking to a woman. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, some of these women they're talking to definitely ain't no men. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like, well, if I knew, I wouldn't have asked you the question or been in this interview in the first place. So, anyway, we, well, all you swamp heads out there, if you got any funny sayings, write it in on our <laughs> Facebook page. It'd be great. You know. You know. <laughs> or like. You know and like. Get that out of there. Say, uh, hey, uh, is it supposed to rain today? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Or, right. or, 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 right. Right. Yeah, that's the new one now. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's. Really? <laughs> you know. Okay, that's it. What do you guess got going on? Well, this day in 1991, Tennessee Ernie Ford died of liver failure. American singer and television presenter. 16 tones and water you get. get. Another day over and deeper in debt. And then 1987, the Bee Gees became the only group to have a UK number one single in each of the three decades, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. That's pretty serious right there. That's getting up there. I mean, each decade. I mean, we can't all have a hit record. That's what my man said. Uh, they left that to the Bee Gees. That's right. Wayne Campbell said that. And yeah. boy, was he right. Yeah. Okay, 1999, Thomas Durden died at age 79. He wrote the lyrics to Heartbreak Hotel, one of Elvis's early hits. And uh, he had read a newspaper account of a man who had committed suicide. The man had left a note saying, I walk a lonely street. And he used the phrase as the basis for Heartbreak Hotel. Got to get it somewhere, I guess. Yeah. And just like we all have to come from somewhere, Todd Michael Gent, author of Hold Your Breath, Breathe, just had an interview that's aired in on internationally. That's global with Yaya Diamond and Todd. Tell us why you did that. Well, this is how this all went about. We get a call from a company. What's it been? Six weeks. And right. they are doing a screenplay. Um, hold your breath, breathe. Woohoo! Yeah. Go, yeah. Todd. We don't know what screenplay's about or anything <laughs> like that. Well. They, they didn't ask for money, so I said, all right. There you go. <laughs> he said, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's pretty exciting. And we will uh, maybe 
as we hear things as they go along, they're in the process of doing things now, and we'll see how that works out for us. We'll keep you posted, and y'all hope for the best for us, and uh, hopefully soon you'll be seeing in the theaters, based on the screenplay by Todd Michael Gent, Hold Your Breath, Breathe. Pick up the book now, and then you can already kind of have an idea of what it's about to see the movie. And that's on the Gent Library Swamp Productions, so take you right to it. And Plug. in two weekends from now, the class of that, the guys I was went to school with, and some of them have gone on now to that x-ray uh, machine in the sky, but some of them are still around, and they're excited about it, and we're having a reunion. And some I have never seen since 1969. Here we go. They're going to Abilene. Abilene. Anyway, we'll tell you more about that later on. If you haven't got too bored out by now. So I know they haven't. Those swamp heads out there, they're loyal. (laughs) That's right. And then uh, we uh, also said Coach Jen Scout Report. NBA starts tomorrow, if you can believe it. Come on. If you can't, believe it anyway. Rick Irwin says... Yeah, I'll watch it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, here's the overview on lime. Okay. A lime is a citrus fruit, which is typically round, green, in color. All right. I'm going to go right on to the benefits because I'm going to tell you, there are tons of them. 16 Lime. tons? It could be. That's what Tennessee said. Yeah, no. Lime helps in management of blood pressure. Lime contains potassium, a mineral that lowers blood pressure. Thus, the regular consumption of lime helps to keep the pressure within a healthy range, preventing hypersensitive crises. Lime has an antiseptic and abiotic effect. Lime is rich in flavonoids, which act preventing and controlling infections caused by microorganisms. Excuse me, especially in the oral mucus and throat. Well, there you go. We might need some limes in here. Stat, lime, stat for Toddford. Lime consumption boosts the immune system. The vitamin C is abundant in lime and increases the production of white blood cells, which fight infections. Lime can help to improve liver health. When lime is consumed diluted in warm water while fasting, it has properties that help in the treatment of hepatic stenosis. That ain't right. Stenosis? You were right. Lime is a great antioxidant. Lime is a source of vitamin C, flavonoids, and limonene. All these components have demonstrated important antioxidant properties. Limes help to control nausea. Lime peel is rich in limonene which is a chemical organic substance that helps to control the nausea sensation and it can be recommended for pregnant women. Lime helps in the health of digestive system. The acidity of lime stimulates the production of bile, which is essential for efficient digestion of dietary fat. Lime prevents and fights iron deficiency anemia. The vitamin C of lime helps our organisms in the absorption of iron from plant foods. 
I'm telling you, we're putting limes on the menu today. Still, you know, we're always getting lemon. I think I'm going to get some lime. All right. The store. But guess, like anything else, it has possible side effects. As lime is an acidic fruit, it should be consumed with cautions by individuals that have gastrointestinal irritations such as ulcers, erosive gastritis, and more severe esophageal problems. Quantity recommendations. The recommendation is to consume one or two lime per day. It can be consumed every day without problems. For patients with gastrointestinal irritations, it's important to avoid consuming the pure fruit while fasting. It is highly recommended always to consume lime diluted in water. Squeeze it in there, boys and girls. Think of that. Give it a squeeze. How about it? I'm you telling know. you. I don't know if uh, Sonic Limeade's got all that good in it, but hey, might be a limeade a day. Keeps the doctor away. No, 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 no. Oh, too soon. Well, there you go. Just never know till you read about them. Hey, oh, uh, we started last week a little bit, Farmer's Almanac, talking about uh, household remedies and household tips. And we brought up the egg. Now, Dave, we're going to read you a little bit about egg safety. Okay. This also kind of comes from the Mayo Clinic type thing. All righty. Primary warning on egg consumption these days involves contamination from bacteria, primarily salmonella. Even though the risk is very low, affecting primarily the very young, the very old, and the very sick, you probably want to take it seriously. Salmonella can survive for weeks outside a living body, and they are not destroyed by freezing. Ultraviolet radiation and heat accelerate their demise. They perish after being heated to 135, I'm sorry, 131 degrees Fahrenheit for 90 minutes or to 140 degrees Fahrenheit for 12 minutes. To protect against salmonella infection, heating food for at least 10 minutes at 165 degrees Fahrenheit is recommended so the center of the food reaches this temperature. It's actually 167. Okay. Bottom line. This is for John Elsner. Just wash your hands after handling raw eggs. Never serve raw or lightly cooked unpasteurized eggs. And forego sunny side up and over easy. Cooking all egg products until both whites and yolks turn firm. When I'm at the restaurant and I order eggs, I always ask them to make them hockey puck hard. These warnings extend to organic eggs, eggs from your local farmer or farmer's market, and eggs from your own hens. Unless you can find commercially pasteurized eggs, don't use raw eggs for homemade mayonnaise, ice cream, raw egg dressings, or egg nods. No undercooked runny eggs for breakfast. No raw egg white drinks for muscle building. Da -da 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 -da. And don't, and don't sample the raw cookie dough. What? Oh, get out. That's uh, wrong. That's hockey so puck hard. Yeah. You can find instruction online for do-it-yourself pasteurization. 
but we advise using commercially pasteurized products. Still, you can indeed prepare cooked egg bases for most raw egg bakers. Hockey puck hard, I'm telling you. All right. I love them. Put a little pepper on there, a little hot sauce. Hey, little quote today. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. So live for today. Carol Shelby. Hey, all he's, right. got some, he's got some good ones. So I got to clean up to say more of them <laughs> later on, maybe. Uh, you just got to do that sometimes. Well, hey, well, all I got some track and divide. I don't know if the if the Manning boys are going to be on today, but I got a feeling if they are, Peyton will be wearing his Tennessee shirt because <laughs> tonight Denver's going to San Diego and he's known Denver Bronco too, of course. So. He might have a Tennessee goalpost in his house. <laughs> you know what? You better watch it going down that Tennessee River. Yeah. <laughs> what a ball game. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, Alabama each week faces it. Everybody wants to be like Alabama. Well, that's what you got to face each week. Everybody's best shot. So uh, it's going to be interesting how this college football pans out. New names up there. You know, of course, Tennessee's come back, coached by Coach Hoffa, who was the quarterback back in 2000 when they won the national championship at Oklahoma, their last one. He was the QB. And the TCU Horn Frogs are hopping. Hopping. How they pulled off getting to play Oklahoma and Oklahoma State at home is a pretty good scheduling right there. It's a lot of fun. The Horns are scrapping along. That's a good time to play Texas after a big win after Oklahoma and Iowa State. Tough. So fun deal. And I'll be darned. Mac Brown and them with 16 seconds left in the game. Took the lead over the Tar Heels. Da, 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 da. Go, Go Tar, Tar Heels. Heels. I like how both Nick Saban and Sonny Dyke said, well, we played as bad as we could play in this first <laughs> half. I thought, well, it can only go up from here. I know it. Folks, it, check out that Gent Library. Yeah. Swamp Productions will lead you right to our books. Toddford Michael Gent, writing them up. And uh, thanks for listening to Retired Coach and his kid. Hey. Have a good day. Strong mindset. Again, call someone. Cheer up their day, as Norm would say. I'm the retired coach. I'm the kid. And let's make it count.